T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We will get back to that epic comeback Viking win over the Colts, uh, a game that in normal circumstances uh they they do not win but in 2022 games like that have gone their way just extraordinary down 33-0 in the third come back to win in overtime 39-36 largest comeback in NFL history and as more time goes on I'm like I I can't believe what I just saw uh, this afternoon. Right now we're going to talk Timberwolves. Timberwolves back at it at home. They get the Bulls on Sunday. An earlier start, pregame 5.30, tip just after 6. Uh, Cal with the pregame. Allen with all the play-by-play. And then Luka Doncic and Dallas in Monday and Wednesday night before they begin a very difficult road trip. And we're going to get into all of that with Chris Hine, who covers the Timberwolves for the Star Tribune, joins us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. And uh, Chris, after a trip out west, welcome home to a weather paradise. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I, I left Los Angeles uh, yesterday, and it was like you know, 55, 60 degrees and sunny. Land at MSP, and we're greeted with snow. So, you know, there's nothing there's nothing that says welcome back to Minnesota quite like quite like that. Yeah, and then snow followed by bitter cold uh this coming week <laughs> in the lead up to Christmas. So, uh we we've got that going for us. Timberwolves got a much needed win in Oklahoma City. Very short-handed last night. Carl uh, Anthony Towns, Torian Prince, uh Jordan McLaughlin uh, banged up on the road trip was Rudy Gobert. And then D'Angelo Russell was a game-time decision. And we learned before the pregame show last night that uh, D'Lo would not play in OKC, and the Timberwolves still found a way. That that was an important win, for sure. I think just for the morale of the team overall, um, it was a huge, a huge win because it was a rough trip out to the West Coast. You know, they lose twice in Portland. Uh, they lose to the Clippers and just to just to get a win despite everything else I think was just an important thing for them last night um you know look look at the NBA things can change very quickly you know their slide could continue here in the next couple of days but I think when when you have a win like that where you know you're, you're down a lot of guys guys are having to step up and take on more significant roles than they otherwise would. I think it's a, it's a kind of kind of moment that can help, help bring a team together. We saw that happen last year with the, with the wolves uh, right around this time of year, 
right around Christmas when they lost a bunch of guys to, to COVID protocols, you know, a similar situation played out where a lot of guys who weren't getting a lot of minutes or no minutes at all had to come in and they, and they, they won a game against Boston that was one of the turning points of their season, pulling out that win. So, you know, a night like that can, can do can do a lot of good going forward, but we'll see if they capitalize on it. Yeah, Nas Reed uh, was, was terrific. Anthony Edwards uh, certainly got it done. 19-11-7 on his line. Uh, the, the Timberwolves really shot the ball well from outside the arc, but I, I talked about it a great deal on Timberwolves tonight. I was in for Henry Lake last night, you know, Tip of the cap to Nas Reed. They they really needed that effort, and and he was terrific. A hundred percent. And you know, Nas has had a uh, penchant for playing well against Oklahoma City. Uh, they needed that last night. Um, and Nas is you know he's a guy who has shown a lot of offensive skill uh, during his time in the NBA. He's in a contract year this year. So he's trying to prove on a lot of levels that he's got what it takes to earn more minutes, not just with the Timberwolves, but you know wherever he may end up next season. Um, they needed that in, in the worst way. He got his, his shot going a little bit last night. Um, really took advantage of, of a young Oklahoma City team, and you know they obviously don't win that game without him last night. He was he was huge. A lot a lot of a lot of important contributions last night too. I thought Ant looked pretty good, kind of running the show on offense. Um, you know I think he had nineteen eleven and seven, which is a great stat line for him. Austin Rivers stepped up in the scoring department as well. Jaden McDaniel's had one of his better offensive nights in a while. So really a, 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 a Good night up and down the lineup for them last night. Now, we had heard, and I had mentioned that, that there, there was talk that D'Angelo Russell would be a game-time decision. The decision was she doesn't go. Is it safe to assume he'll be ready for the Bulls tomorrow night at Target Center? Uh, I wouldn't say safe to assume that. You never okay. know. Um, you never know how guys are going to feel when they wake up on a given day when they're dealing with something. So hard to say. Um, but the fact that he was a game-time decision is obviously a good sign that this is not a long-term injury. Um, and I think Rudy Gobert as well, um, you know, he said he was feeling pretty pretty okay after uh, the Clippers game, which was the game in which he injured him. Uh, he got injured. Um, so I also wouldn't think that his injury is anything long-term either. Um, so whatever, however this ends up playing out, I wouldn't expect Russell and Gobert to be to be out any significant length of time, even if they do miss tomorrow night. Yeah, and uh, another point, Carl Anthony Towns, still no news, no timetable for his return. What about Torian Prince, Jordan McLaughlin? Any news there? Yeah, that's 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 a, those are tricky ones. Um, Torian Prince. We thought maybe by this point he would be potentially back in the lineup, but but he's listed as out for tomorrow night. Same with Jordan McLaughlin. You know, and Jordan McLaughlin, I think you can look at what McLaughlin is dealing with and maybe you can kind of foreshadow what might end up happening with Carl Anthony Towns. Jordan McLaughlin's also dealing with a calf strain, a different degree of calf strain. Um, but, you know, this calf strain now has cost him a lot of games uh, over the past month here. Um, and he's been kind of day to day every every time we've asked Chris Finch about it, just because it's so hard to pin down when he might be ready to go. So he 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 had the calf strain. He missed like I think five games back in late November, and then he comes back for a couple games, 
but then he re-aggravates it. And so now he's missed the last several games here with that same injury. So you don't want him to rush back only to re-aggravate the injury again. So I think they're just taking a very cautious approach with it and trying to make sure that he doesn't come back before he's really ready to come back to avoid the risk of another re-injury. Chris Hine joining us, covers the Timberwolves for the Star Tribune, online at startribune.com, Chicago and town. I mentioned the importance of this victory, and Alan Horton alluded to it during the broadcast, and it was early on, and basically said, if they don't win in Oklahoma City, all of a sudden you're three games under, and you're looking at a pretty tough schedule between now and the end of the year, and... I really buy into that. So by them getting the win over the Thunder, you think, okay, you know, we shouldn't celebrate too much. It's Oklahoma City. But now they're a bad game, game under 500. They get Chicago at home, then Dallas for two in a row at Target Center, and then quite a road trip. And this is going to be a challenge uh, before and after the Christmas break. You, you, you've got the Celtics. You've got Miami. You've got New Orleans. And, oh, by the way, at the end of the trip, the Milwaukee Bucks uh, in Milwaukee. Yep. That ain't easy. It is. It is the most probably the most difficult stretch of their schedule. I mean, yeah. I haven't really analyzed it ahead, but you just you know you just look at the teams they're playing, and absolutely that this road trip coming up is going to be the most difficult road trip they have of the of the rest of the season. Um, no doubt about it. Um, you you come out of that trip somehow five hundred. I think you're ecstatic. At least try to get one of those four games because. You know, none of those teams are going to be easy to beat. Um, New Orleans has played fantastic this year. Zion is a potential MVP candidate. I think enough people. I think people will come around to that eventually. Um, if New Orleans stays near the top of the Western Conference standings, Boston is has picked up right where they left off last year, despite the coaching change. Uh, you know, Miami is Miami, always a tough one. The Wolves have had success against this version of the Miami Heat. So that's maybe the one game on the road trip that I look at and I'm like, that might be the one that yeah. they get. Um, but Milwaukee on the road, um, you don't like their chances there either. Mm-hmm. So uh, you're looking at it. You're looking at a really, again, one in three would be probably the, the expectation on that road trip, given all that they're missing and and we're just where they're at as a team right now. First and foremost, Chicago Bulls tomorrow, pregame 5.30, tip just after 6 at Target Center. And Timberwolves fans fretting about the struggle early this season when they were healthy, and now the fact that no, we don't know when Cat's going to come back. Uh, D'Lo, Rudy Gobert out of the lineup at, at the moment. But for the Bulls, it's really been a struggle as they, they come to town. Yeah, yeah. This is another team that, you know, I think is maybe in worse straits than the Wolves are in that sense. Um, you know, a lot of talk about what are the Bulls going to do with their future. You know, when, you know, Lonzo Ball, who knows what his future is with his injury. Um, you know, so there's just a lot of uncertainty with the Bulls. So, you know, this could be another chance, depending on how Russell and Gobert play, to get a win before you you enter this this gauntlet of the schedule. Um, this is a winnable game at home. Um, you, you know, if you hope for the Wolves that they get one or two of Gobert and Russell back, if you get both of them back, I like their chances. Um, you know, 
we'll we'll see how it plays out. I, I, there's, there's just too many variables to really handicap what's going to happen tomorrow night. Um, but this is a Bulls team that is struggling, and this is a winnable game, um, just given where both teams are right now. And then uh, two in a row with the Dallas Mavericks, Luka Doncic come to town, and they they haven't been exactly world beaters either uh, so far this season. They have season. not. No, absolutely not. And again, you know, another opportunity to to maybe get some wins here at home. Um, Luca has always been a tough. Uh, he's been a problem for the Wolves. I, I, I'm trying to recall a time since Luca entered the league when Luca has played and the Wolves have beaten Luca. Off the top of my head, I can't recall any any kind of any moments when, when Luca has played and the Wolves have beaten them. The Wolves have beaten the Mavericks in the last few years, but I feel like every time they have, Luca hasn't played. And that's that's kind of been the, the, the key in those games. So uh, before before Monday's game, I'm going to look that stat up and see just what Luca's record is against yeah. the Wolves. But if Luca's playing, um, you know, it, it's the Wolves just have not had an answer for him in his career in every iteration of this team. So if he's playing, I like Dallas's chances to win. All right. Well, Chris, always good to visit with you. Thanks so much for the time. And once again, Chris Hine joining us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Have a good evening. Thanks, Steve. You too. All right. And uh, you can read his coverage, Star Tribune, startribune.com. But uh, based on the schedule, an important win last night. Like I say, no reason to have a parade for a win over the Oklahoma City Thunder. But where where their lineup is right now, and how many people they have on the sideline to get that W and and come home and have a chance to get back to 500 against the Bulls, and, and you start to get some players back, uh, could be good because it still looks like it'll be a while before Cat is in the mix. Uh, we'll get back to that win, and the Minnesota Vikings just sent out an me- email to the media, and we're going to get into that. Uh, Chip Scoggins of the Star Tribune uh was the Pro Football Writers Association pool reporter to interview uh, NFL Senior Vice President of Officiating Walt Anderson and NFL referee Trey Blake about uh, some of the play calls in that Colts-Viking game, particularly a couple of fumble situations. One in the fourth quarter turned out to be a, a, a big call, in this game, and we'll get into that in a moment here on News Talk. A3OWCCO. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. 
Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Sports story of the day, Vikings roar back from 33 down in the third. They were down 33-0 to the Colts at the half, pull off the largest comeback in NFL history and win the football game today, clinch the NFC North 39-36 in overtime. Uh, We've talked a lot about our feelings on the comeback and how really for the second time this year, there were other games that could have gone either way. But I go back to that Lions game at U.S. Bank Stadium. And now this game today. The Vikings had no business winning that game, and they did. That's that's what's amazing. And, Jonathan, what about from a Colts perspective in all of this? Um, what is a Colts fan thinking right now? I think you touched on it earlier where when when I mentioned that they hired Jeff Saturday and the circumstances that they hired him with, yeah. I think Colts fans were thinking, okay, maybe we'll have some fun. Let's see where this goes. But they had much, much bigger uh, hopes for this season than what it turned out to be. And so I don't – I think when you when you leave a game like this – a game like this is always going to leave a scar, no matter how bad the team is. Yeah. You know, I remember um, Royals games where they had a big lead and they blew it in the eighth or ninth inning. Uh, I remember Chiefs games where they were, you know, they were ahead by a lot and and, and couldn't hold on to the lead. You know, don't even. <laughs> I'll explain it this way. The Missouri Tigers football team was average at best this year, but they had two or three games where you you won't forget them as a fan because of how they finished, because of how badly they 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 couldn't close. And so I think that's the thing you you really come out from as a Colts fan is that you you it's it's just an embarrassing note oh. and and the two people that i guess i would feel worst for in this situation is jeff saturday because this happens this can happen to the most seasoned of nfl coaches but this is just going to go more to the absurdity of of the whole situation oh yeah and matt ryan and, and matt ryan was the yeah. other one and, matt and ryan he- oh and, and he's got a, another big blown lead on his resume. Exactly. Now it isn't. It isn't all the coach. It isn't all Matt Ryan or any individual player. I mean, it takes a team to collapse like this. No question about it. it, it, it everything's got to go wrong, and it did. But yeah, from the cold, you, you, you brought up you know some of your experiences with the Royals or or, or the Chiefs along the way. I, I always think of Ron Davis, uh, and and for older Twins fans, 
uh, is all you have to do is mention RD, and they know uh, what I speak of. But, you know, this, this, this is just another chapter in what's been an extraordinary season, and I, I remembered a lot of them, uh, been around for a lot of them, don't remember the 60s to speak of. I, I barely remember Super Bowl four. Uh, when they got beat by the Kansas City Chiefs, Hank Stram and uh, company uh, in 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 that one. But I remember the other three Super Bowl losses, the glory years of the 70s of the Vikings. So so I've been around for a lot of these seasons, but not one like this. Not not one like this where they just get breaks and get fortune. They they played two of the worst quarters, and Jonathan, I think you summed it up, and I I would agree. I didn't, like I say, I wasn't around for the 60s, but I've seen the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, the yachts, the 10s, um, and now here we are in the 20s. Um, worst two quarters of football I've seen the Vikings play. As bad as 41 Donut, um, just absolutely dreadful. Uh, the Twitter summed it up beautifully. Uh, m- embarrassing uh, was, was a common thread. In that first half, absolutely embarrassing. And to come back and find a way to win, clinch the division. Now three to go. Giants on Christmas Eve. And then they finish on the road with two division games at Green Bay, at Chicago. And now Kevin O'Connell has some options. Who do we rest? Who do we sit? Who do we try to get healthy? Who's nicked up? We, we clearly want to avoid injuries. Because if the Vikings are going to have any chance in that opening round of the playoffs to advance, whoever the opponent is, they're going to need to be as healthy as possible on the defensive side of the ball because defensively, they still gave up 36 to the Colts at home today. And you can't forget that. You know, great comeback win, but they still gave up 36 to the Colts today. So there is that. And we've got a break. Uh, and and I promise we'll, we'll get to uh, what the NFL said, and particularly uh, today's game referee and the senior vice president of officiating. They spoke with Pro Football Writers Association pool reporter Chip Scoggins, who happens to work for the Star Tribune. A uh, couple of controversial plays. Uh, the one uh, fumble scoop score play that was called back and then was punctuated by an unsportsmanlike penalty. We'll get the explanation on that before the end of the show. But first, quick break. We'll do the weather. We'll talk a little MLB free agency. Carlos Correa, a giant, 13 years, $350 million. Looks like Dansby Swanson will become a Chicago Cub. All of that in a moment here on News Talk. E3O-WCCO. It has been a wild free agent signing period in the major leagues, Twins fans got bad news when Carlos Correa signed that unbelievable 13-year, $350 million contract to help us sort all of it out. Scott Miller has covered the major leagues for a long time. He's uh, been writing a, a lot lately for the New York Times. Covered the Twins once upon a time for the Pioneer Press. Scott, good to visit with you. You, st- you too, Steve. Uh, I, I think uh, I'm just kind of hanging at home 
today. It's a slow day until Dansby Swanson went yeah. to the Cubs, and and uh, I, I think everybody's eyes are still spinning from that Vikings Colts game. <laughs> the largest comeback <laughs> in NFL history. Uh, the Vikings had no business winning that game, and they did. This is a recording. They've done that a few times this year, uh, and they clinch the division. Uh, but Dansby Swanson, uh, one of those shortstops that was available, uh, ends up leaving Atlanta and signs with the Cubs. Uh, Seven-year, $177 million deal. It's a ton of money, but pales in comparison to some of the other contracts that have been handed out. Yeah, I mean, this is the winner of the long, multi, multi, multi-million dollar contract. I mean, before Swanson signed, you, know, you mentioned uh, Carlos Correa, 13 years, $350 million. Xander Bogarts goes to San Diego, 11 years, and $280 million. And um, um, oh, the third, uh, Correa, Bogarts, and... Um, Judge. Back to the Yankees. Well, Judge, yeah, that's three hundred sixty million. But I was thinking there are four shortstops. I'm blanking on the third, but uh, I should have. I've written enough about it. Um, but uh, before Swanson, Bogarts, and Korea, and um, uh, anyway, the three shortstops were guaranteed just short of one billion dollars um, before Swanson signed. And so with Swanson, now that's. Four shortstops guaranteed over a billion dollars. Uh, just just those four guys alone, and um, you know it's been it's been crazy, like you said. Yeah, just just absolutely extraordinary. Um, Twins fans certainly interested in the Carlos Correa. And when we had talked last, yeah. we kind of alluded that when they didn't get Aaron Judge, that that the Giants would probably hone in on Correa, and they certainly did. Yeah, yeah, and uh, by the way, my uh, blanking a minute ago, Trey Turner obviously was the yep. fourth shortstop. Trey Turner, uh, you know, the the eleven year, three hundred million dollar deal with the Philadelphia Phillies. So, it, yeah, um, a lot of money being thrown around this winter. Those guys, Aaron Judge, Justin Verlander, Jacob Degrom, and others. And back to Korea, yeah, I, I thought I. It, it was just going to be a no-brainer with with the Giants because, um, yeah, the reasons I'm sure I alluded to the fact that I thought the Giants would end up with him is, you know, they took a strong run at Aaron Judge, so that's the first thing. And then Judge goes, you know, he goes back to the Yankees. So if you're the Giants and you've got money to spend and you're trying to build a winner and your fans are all whipped into a frenzy because they think they're going to get Aaron Judge and then – judge goes to the Yankees you can't just tell your fans well okay we tried for Aaron Judge now we're just going back to the regular business and you know see who we can call up from the minor leagues I mean you miss out on Judge you almost have to have a plan B and and you also have to have a plan B because um, you know the Giants last year in Oracle Park uh, they've been losing attendance over the last three years or so, and last year's was the worst attendance um, over a full season since they opened up Oracle Park, that beautiful park right by the bay, um, in 2000. So, you know, attendance has been shrinking. And, and by the way, last year's worst attendance in the new ballpark, it was about 700,000 less than it was the wow. year before. So, so they lost almost a million fans at home. Um, they missed on Aaron Judge. 
they're trying to win. They're trying to create some enthusiasm and, and bring fans back. Um, so, yeah, for all those reasons, and they had money to spend. So for all those reasons, uh, yeah, Korea, you know, I, I thought the Twins, to their credit, made a pretty good run at him, and I never thought I would have seen I mean, they offered, what, a reported $280, $285 million. I never yeah, thought I would have seen them. A... Yeah, and I never thought I would have seen a Twins team go that high on anybody. And, you know, I mean, that's a pretty serious offer uh, right there. But, you know, the Giants just were out of their minds with, uh, um, you know, what, whatever you want to call it, desperation, uh, ambition, whatever the word is. Um, you know, and they just weren't going to lose him after they lost Judge. Yeah, and there, there, there's a lot of uh, there, there's a lot to that Giants-Dodgers rivalry. And now you had yeah. Carlos Correa to the equation in that. I brought that up the other night when I was sitting in for Henry Lake. Not only is Correa a giant, but uh, he isn't very well loved by Dodger fans on top of it. So here we go. Dodgers-Giants add another chapter to that one. Yeah, that's going to be fun. Uh, you're right. That's a bitter oh. rivalry anyway. And um, you know what it's going to be like is it's going to be like Barry Bonds in his heyday when, when he went in and everybody knew he was juiced up on steroids in about 2002, 2003. And he got booed vociferously in Dodger Stadium, and yeah. you know the same's going to happen with with Carlos Correa oh. because what you're you're referring to the cheating scandal, and the Dodger yeah. fans still think in 2017 they were robbed of a World Series by the cheating Houston Astros. So all those Astros that played on that 2017 team, you know, they're marked in Dodger yeah. Stadium, and those yeah. Dodger fans are out. I mean, the funny thing is. Um, you know, during the the scandal broke over the winter of 2019 and 20, and so then 20 we go into the pandemic, and um, Houston just so happened to play in Dodger Stadium. At, but 2020, remember that was a short and 60 game season, no fans allowed in the stadium. They were just playing before empty stadiums. Well, Houston just happened to play at Dodger Stadium that season. It was scheduled, and obviously American League team versus the National League team, it was just random, but it just so happened they played in the pandemic. And um, there were two or 300 fans that gathered at the at the entryway to the Dodger Stadium parking lot just to boo and yell at the Astros team bus wow. as it came into the parking lot. So, that, I mean, that was then. And, yeah, they'll be waiting for Korea. Yeah, for sure. One, one other thing as far as the Twins go, uh, probably didn't generate a lot of headlines around MLB, but uh, the the Twins do add uh, a bat and and a much traveled bat as of late. Joey Gallo really struggled with with the Yankees and and with the Dodgers. One year, eleven million dollar deal. Uh, Scott, before we run out of time, your quick thoughts on the Gallo deal with the Twins? Well. I root for the Twins, as you as you mentioned. Every time I come on, you know, I used to cover the Twins. My wife and I lived in the Twin Cities. Our daughter was born there. I've got an affinity for the Twin Cities. So, all that said, I wish I could be a little more positive here, but I, I'm not a Joey Gallo fan. There's just way, 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 way too many strikeouts in that in that bat. And you know, as you said, he washed out with the Yankees last year, and then. Uh, you know, the Dodgers acquired him, and, and he kind of had a fresh start. And I, I got a pretty good up-close look at him in August and September. Um, I really like him as a person. He's a terrific guy. He's going to be really well-liked personally in the Twin Cities. 
Um, good attitude, good teammate, uh, you know, just a cheerful, good dude. But yeah. that said, you know, he, he had a do-over and with the Dodgers last year, and 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 they they like him, and they you know Dave Roberts tried to slide him in positions where he could help, and the bat he just didn't look good after even after he left the Yankees last year, a month and a half, six weeks with the Dodgers. Um, you know, they couldn't really play him too much because his he just couldn't hit. He had way too many strikeouts. So we'll yeah. see. Maybe he'll get – maybe the Twins catch lightning in a bottle, but I wouldn't hold my breath. All right, Scott. Well, always good to visit with you, and uh, happy holidays, and hopefully we can do it again soon. Always good to heat up the hot stove. We need it in these parts. Yeah, we do. Yeah, especially <laughs> where those temperatures you were talking about. Happy holidays to you. Merry Christmas, everybody listening, and talk soon, Steve. Yeah, there he is. Scott Miller's covered the major leagues for a long time. Good enough to join us. And we will take a break, come back, talk some football. South Dakota State on their way in the FCS playoffs. Looks like it'll be an all-Missouri Valley final. North Dakota State took uh, took care of their part of the deal. And a little more on that epic, historic Viking win over the Colts here on News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. I'm still trying to sort this out. I don't know if you are. 33-0 at the half. The Vikings were done. They looked terrible. After the loss in Detroit, kind of felt like burst bubble. And then the comeback begins. They tie it. Touchdown. Two-point conversion. Then overtime. Late in overtime, Greg Joseph hits a 40-yarder. Vikings win. 11-3 and three now. They clinch the NFC North, an improbable comeback. And I wanted to mention, um, Chip Scoggins was the pool reporter that ultimately talked to NFL officials about a couple of calls. And the Vikings shared this. And I'm not going to go through the whole thing or, or the whole transcript. But uh, it, it goes back to that play in the fourth quarter. Um, and the officials corroborated what I had thought. So so what happened is, is that there, there was a fumble by the Colts, clearly a fumble. And the replay showed it was picked up by the Vikings and returned for a touchdown. It was ultimately called back because, and it was confirmed in this post-game conversation, one pool reporter, Chip Scoggins, uh, met with Senior Vice President of Officiating Walt Anderson and NFL referee Trey Blake, and they said, yes, the play was blown dead at that point because they say the recovering player was ruled down by contact, even though clearly he wasn't contacted by one of the Colts, took it into the end zone for a touchdown. Then the, the player ultimately through their helmet and picked up a 15-yard penalty. So that's why it was spot of the recovery, back 15 uh, for the unsportsmanlike. So so that was confirmed. That's what the officials th- saw. And, Jonathan, you and I, you know, speculated a little bit. That's that's ultimately what the officials said. Yeah, it, it's not re- reviewable beyond that when, when the play is ruled down by contact. Yeah, and that that was the only thing that really made logical sense. Um, Because, and 
it did not look like he was down. Maybe the the refs and umpires were at a bad angle and couldn't see whether he was down or not by contact. It didn't look like it on replay, but maybe they they couldn't tell, and so they whistled the play dead at that point. But again, I, maybe it was too loud for the players to hear the whistle because it looked like they were still going into the end zone and, and heading toward that. And I, I stand by my statement earlier. There are very few NFL players that are going to hear a whistle and know that a play is dead and then take off their helmet and throw their helmet. That's usually reserved for when yeah. you get into the end zone and you're scoring a touchdown. And that's Channing Sullivan. So, you know, Sullivan's the player. Uh, in that particular play. Now, it's rendered moot because the Vikings ultimately scored anyway, got the two-point conversion, tied the game, and won it in overtime. But it was a very interesting play because it, and you and I were looking at the same exact replay. He wasn't touched. At first, I thought when the knee was down that, that someone from the Colts may have bumped him, and that's why the call came and they ruled the play dead it was clearly a fumble there, there no, no replay would get that wrong it was a fumble the Colts fumbled the football and the Vikings recovered question is you know was it was it ruled dead and they they confirmed that so just to sort that out before we say goodbye sports coverage continues tomorrow busy sports day uh the huddle it'll be Matthew Collar and Pete Nigerian 10 to noon a lot about this improbable yeah. Vikings. Don't you think game. they have something to say about this? <laughs> yeah. Uh, biggest comeback in NFL history. So a ton of that on the huddle tomorrow. Timberwolves tomorrow evening, pregame 530 with Cal. Alan Horton with all the play-by-play. Timberwolves and Bulls from Target Center. Uh, Jonathan Lowe, we've got time to squeeze in a quick update. FCS, Brookings, South Dakota. Looks like South Dakota State, North Dakota State for all the marbles. Yep, it is. Uh, we are late in the fourth quarter, and the Jackrabbits have a 39-18 lead over Montana State. So, like you said, coming up in a couple weeks, I think it's going to be actually three weeks from now, it'll be the Bison and the Jackrabbits, not just for their rivalry, but for the national title. How about that? Yeah, good stuff. Looks like the snow will finally wind down for a bit anyway. We have 19 now, low tonight, 6 tomorrow, partly sunny, 13. More snow in by Monday afternoon, and then a cold week as we head for Christmas in these parts. Big thanks to Jonathan Lowe. Big thanks to you for tuning in. I'm Steve Thompson. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.
Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.